Well, hello, and welcome back to the Cincy Reformed Podcast. Pastor Zach here with you this week. And in this week's episode, I want to address a word that is commonly used by Christians during the month of December. At first glance, its use may seem quite straightforward and obvious to you, but on further reflection, I think you'll see that it's not. And this word is Advent. As the pastor of this church, I've been asked a number of times, does your church observe Advent? You would anticipate that it would be easy to answer this, but it's actually surprisingly difficult. At the outset, it's worth noting that Reformed churches find unity on the things we positively confess. But if you look through our doctrinal standards, our liturgical forms, and our church order, you won't find the word Advent anywhere. The closest thing that can be found is a section of hymns in our Psalter hymnal that are categorized under the theme of Advent, but that's it. Therefore, our church officers and church members may have different views about this season, and other URC congregations may have different practices. What can be said is that our denomination encourages the commemoration of Christmas Day, Church Order Article 37, without requiring that churches observe Christmas Day. In our church, we hold a Christmas service, normally on the Sunday before Christmas. We also sing a lot of Christmas hymns during the month of December, and we hold a festival of nine lessons and carols each year. In the past, we've gone out Christmas caroling, and so if that's what you mean by Advent, then I guess we do celebrate it. One complicating factor in this consideration is that traditional Advent is probably not what you think of today. Historically, and among those who uphold the liturgical calendar, Advent has focused on the second coming of Jesus more than his first. Therefore, a person would spend Advent season preparing for the final judgment. You can see this demonstrated by consulting the scripture readings and prayers for Advent that appear in the liturgical calendar. The implication of all this is that Advent has been recognized to be a penitential season by those Christians. It is characterized by fasting, not by feasting. Many who observe it like that refrain from putting up a Christmas tree until Christmas Eve. Whereas Americans begin celebrating Christmas at the start of Advent, the more traditional practice is to refrain from Christmas time celebrations until Christmas Eve. Christmas Day then starts the 12 days of Christmas. And so, what does our church think about Advent? Well, it's complicated by the question, which version of Advent are you talking about? We are happy to extend our celebration of Christmas to the surrounding Sundays, especially those that precede Christmas Day. We don't observe penitential seasons like Lent, so we also shy away from the older version of Advent. Another complicating factor in all of this is the reality that Advent observance in our day is often tied up with lighting Advent wreaths in worship. Preparing for the day of the Lord, that traditional impulse, is a far cry from lighting candles that represent certain virtues of Christmas time, hope, peace, joy, and love. This lighting of wreaths is hardly historic. 
while an original version was created by Lutherans in the 16th century, the sort that we are familiar with is only about 100 years old. My own family has, off and on, lit Advent candles within our home to accompany our reading of Christmas lessons, but I would be uncomfortable doing this in public worship. Are you associating Advent with wreaths and candles? Well, if so, then our church doesn't really observe that version of Advent. When others ask about celebrating Advent, I want to respond by asking them, what do you mean by celebrating a season of Advent? What exactly is a season? And no, I'm actually not kidding about this. Is someone thinking about Christmas season as a general mood of festivity that commemorates the birth of Jesus? Well, if so, then that's a season I can wholeheartedly celebrate, even as I would celebrate Easter season or Pentecost season. May the joy of the gospel that arises from its distinct historic moments permeate my entire life. But by season, someone could be referring to the rhythms of the medieval liturgical calendar. There is, for example, a season called Lent, in which there are mandatory fasts during the 40 days that lead up to Easter. During this time, the church conforms itself to Christ's 40 days in the wilderness. Then after that, there is a season called Ordinary Time, which represents the church age, hence Ordinary Time. After a season of Ordinary Time comes another penitential season of Advent. But I want to ask a few questions. Shouldn't the church always act like it lives in between the two comings of Christ? What about the time between Christmas and Pentecost Sunday, since it's not yet ordinary time? Are we to pretend that Christ has not been raised from the dead, and that he has not yet been enthroned in heaven? Another series of questions. Were Christ's 40 days of fasting in the wilderness ever intended to serve as a pattern for us to emulate? He did that as our second Adam, withstanding the temptation of the devil, unlike the first Adam, and unlike Israel, 40 years in the wilderness. Christ thereby fulfilled the covenant of works, something we should never attempt to do. Are we comfortable forbidding the use of the word Alleluia during penitential seasons like Lent and like Advent, since those are times of sorrow and not joy? These are questions that I have, and I th think that the answers are quite uncomfortable for those who observe penitential seasons according to the liturgical calendar. So we may need to clarify what we mean by a season if we are going to make sense of Advent seasonal observance. Again, I am very happy to rejoice in the birth of Jesus 365 days of the year and cry out Alleluia, just as I am happy to rejoice in the resurrection 365 days of the year. Alleluia, not just during its appropriate so-called so Advent or liturgical season. So to return to the question that opened this, does our church observe the season of Advent? Well, the answer depends on what you mean. We're happy to commemorate distinct events in Christ's person and work, his birth, his death, 
his resurrection, his ascension, and his sending forth the spirits at Pentecost, but we do so in gospel freedom and without extra-biblical ceremonies. We do not observe the traditional seasons of penitence and would pose some questions to those who do, while also not condemning them. And so in closing, I would encourage charity among Bible-believing Christians who hold different perspectives on Advent, on Lent, and other things. Lives oriented around the person and work of Christ are to be commended and celebrated. May we not allow something like Advent to become something bigger than it really is. The things of first importance are not seasons to observe, but the work of Christ in history. As the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, the things of first importance are that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared then to the disciples. May we uphold those matters of first importance while also thinking deeply about other matters of the Christian faith. I hope this has been helpful for you this, um, this week. And as you bring to a close this calendar year, please check out our other episodes at the, of the Cincy Reform podcast at cincyreform.org. Give us a uh, five-star review on our uh, podcast platform. We always appreciate that. And we hope you turn, uh, tune in to next week's episode of, again, the Cincy Reform podcast. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.